This is Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. As I said, we've got some other stuff to get to here. Son, uh, Senator Don Meredith, we've been waiting for this report from the Senate Ethics Committee. What are we going to do about this guy? And this uh, affair he was having with a, an underage girl, what started when she was underage, and his behavior in that relationship and how he dealt with them. So the Senate Ethics Committee has come back with its report today. And they recommended expulsion from the Senate. Says the committee has considered the nature and circumstances of the breach in the code and the assessment of the appropriate sanctions. Senator Meredith was engaged in an ongoing inappropriate sexual relationship with a teenager over a continuous period of time. Such unacceptable behavior is at odds with contemporary norms of conduct. Senator Meredith's failings did not involve an isolated incident either. The inappropriate relationship initiated and encouraged by Senator Meredith lasted over a continuous period of time. He did not take responsibility for his unacceptable conduct as a senator during the two-year relationship, nor did he do so during the process conducted by the Senate ethics officer. He maintained before the officer that the matter was personal. Only when the inquiry report was released did he characterize his conduct as moral failings. He did not acknowledge that his actions were a failure of his duties as a senator or that he failed to uphold the dignity and public trust bestowed on him. The committee could have considered suspension as appropriate had he taken immediate action to repair the prejudice his breach of the code has caused. But after due consideration, the committee rejected this option as Senator Meredith has taken no steps toward restoration. A suspension would only would reinstate only temporary the Senate's dignity and integrity which would again be compromised when Senator Meredith would resume his seat as a senator. Sanctions other than expulsion were considered, but the committee could only consider remedies or sanctions that would be proportionate to the breach of the rules of conduct by Senator Meredith and that would repair the prejudice caused to the institution of the Senate and to all senators. Senator Meredith's conduct has compromised his ability to continue to serve as a member of the Senate. He has shown a serious lapse in judgment which undermined the special trust and confidence placed on him when he was summoned to the Senate. He has abused his privileged position of authority and trust by engaging in behavior that is incompatible with his office. He has brought disrepute to himself and to the institution. Your committee is of the opinion that Senator Meredith's conduct has demonstrated he is unfit to serve as a senator. His presence in the chamber would in itself discredit the institution. No lesser sanction than expulsion would repair the harm he has done to the Senate. Therefore, the committee can make only one recommendation that Senator Don Meredith be expelled from the Senate and that his seat be declared vacant. So this committee not mincing any words at all. It's now up to the Senate to decide what to do with this guy. I mean, this is the same work that we're talking about, or the same week, rather, we're talking about this ridiculous children's book that the Senate published. We talked about it yesterday uh, to highlight what wise owls they are, how important they are to Canada. So they they oversee the bickering beavers and squirrels. That these are our wise elders who can guide us in the right direction. If they can't take it upon themselves to deal with somebody like this, then what kind of credibility do they have? That senators can just get away with whatever they want to get away with, and they've got guaranteed jobs for life, and nobody can ever do anything about it. So I think they all kind of have a vested interest in this, and uh, because of that, I suspect that this probably is going to happen.
that they feel they need to make an example of this guy. Which, to be honest, they probably do. It was interesting, our chorus uh, colleague Tasha Carradine uh, out of Toronto wrote an interesting piece today. It's up at um, globalnews.ca. That this is a problem the Senate needs to deal with. And they've really taken their time with this. We've been waiting for this report for weeks and weeks. As she points out, that sexual harassment can become a crime if it crosses certain lines, notably if it becomes physical in nature. So the ethics office has a duty to investigate a report on this matter if it suspects a crime has been committed, and not just because justice demands it. The longer this latest cloud hangs over the Senate, the more the institution will sink into disrepute at a time when it is set to consider key legislation, like the government's marijuana legalization proposals. Children's books may be cute, but they won't restore the Senate's reputation if it is mired in sleaze. Don Meredith could have done everybody a favor a long time ago and resigned his seat. He was dishonest about this for a very long time, and even once the truth became inescapable, refused to take any kind of serious accountability. And he has dug in his heels, and I think he's falling back on the notion that because he's a senator, he can get away with this. So it's now up to uh, his colleagues to decide whether that's going to be the case. And I think they realize the previous scandals, previous stories, certainly the Mike Duffy affair comes to mind, but not just him, others too, that it's given the Senate a black eye, that you're furthering the cause of Senate abolition. So it's time to step up here. And this should be obvious. We'll see what comes of it. Anyway, 403-974-8255 if you want to weigh in on that. Uh, we're going to take a quick break here, though. We're back with more right after this. All right, welcome back. Talking about the Senator Don Meredith. The girl was just uh, 16 years old when uh, Senator Meredith initiated a relationship with her that became sexual. Uh, became sexual even before she turned 18. And how he dealt with that. Uh, there's also the allegations that have surfaced about sexual harassment involving other ex-employees. Three ex-employees spoken out about sexual harassment and bullying allegations are under investigation by the Senate Ethics Office. According to two female ex-employees, Meredith had a practice of closing a double set of doors to his office whenever he wanted to work with them. Once the doors were closed, which were not able to be opened from the outside if it was locked, this woman says, I felt like I was trapped. and He was able to touch me and be very all over me, she says. The woman further alleges the senator, who was an ordained pastor, by the way, used his faith to harass her. Saying, quote, the way that his religion prays to is actually to put a hand on the person next to you. And he would use that excuse to touch me more than just putting his hand on my shoulder for the prayer. Touching her breast or bottom, for example. Woman says it was sickening and made her feel violated every time. All right, so what do you make of this guy? And should he be uh, expelled from the Senate? The Senate Ethics uh, Committee says, uh, yeah, indeed he should. The Senate as a whole will have to decide. 403-974-8255. Stephen, go ahead. Hi. Um, what is the age of sexual consent? Well, I guess it depends what, uh, what you're referring to, the kind of relationship. Uh, it would be 16. However, if you're talking about someone who's in a position of authority over the other person in the relationship, it is 18, like a teacher, for example. 
So, but he says that uh, he didn't engage in sexual uh, activities until she was 18. How do, how do you prove that? Well, she says otherwise. Oh, I see. Okay. Um, I, I, uh, you, if, if, could you explain a little bit more how, what, what that means? Uh, when you say if you're in a position of authority, obviously that means him being a senator. He could not engage in a relationship with a 16-year-old. Is that correct? Well, I don't know if it would apply here, and I suppose that's a question for police to consider. Uh, but, yes, when, when you, I mean, a teacher's an example, because uh, if a teacher was having an affair with a 17-year-old student, the teacher couldn't argue that, well, the age of consent is 16, therefore this is a legal relationship, because the criminal code deals with this question of the person being in a position of authority and trust. So it's, it says that the age of consent is 18 years old where the sexual activity exploits the young person. Uh, if it occurs in a relationship of authority, trust, or dependency, example, uh, teacher, coach, babysitter, that kind of thing. But, but does senator apply there? Well, I don't know if it would. I mean, I, it's an interesting question. He hasn't been charged with a crime yeah, at this I point. Mean, I mean, I don't know. It seems... Uh... And I'm just going to play devil's advocate here. I'm not saying what he did was right or wrong, but it seems like in society you can get away with, or not get away with, but you can do pretty much a lot of things that used to be morally repugnant, but aren't anymore. I mean, I, I, I don't know. Who, who is the sole arbiter of morals today? Like, who decides what's moral and what isn't moral? I mean... Well, but the word moral is not really being used here. Right, well, so the Senate that, uh, Ethics Committee is using the Senate Ethics Code to see whether or not he violated the Senate Ethics Code. Well, it, it should be pretty straightforward. If, it, if, if, if the code says that, you know, but I don't think that, yeah, I, I'm just confused. I mean, well, you, I don't get, think, okay, but I, I think you're equating morals and ethics. But are they necessarily the same thing? Unless it's, it, unless it's in your, the Senator handbook that, that you can't do that, then then stay out of his bedroom. Like, we, we always talk about in society about, you know, stay out of what I do is my business in my bedroom or, you know, uh, whom I choose to sleep with or, or if, the, if the law says the age of consent is 16. Uh, you know, it, I don't know. I just find it kind of this murky area that this, the Senate can say, uh, well, what you're doing is morally um, uh, offensive to people. Well, there's lots of things that used to be morally offensive to people, uh, but aren't anymore. Times well, like have changed. What? Well, I mean, even the liberals, uh, you know, wanting to uh, legalize marijuana, that, that wouldn't have gone over a, a few years back, but it's okay today. Um, homosexuality used to be illegal a few years ago. It isn't today. Lots of things have changed Uh you know, people like lots of husbands and wives engage in um, uh, uh, tea parties where they go, to, you know, uh, and, and, and enjoy uh, sexual relations with other people within their marriage. Like swingers That's parties. okay now. You've had right. people on your show that talk about, you know, um, pornography used to be um, frowned upon, isn't anymore. Yeah. Like, okay. lots but of I, things well... have changed. So okay, why, but but why, I think every, in every on? in every instance you you list there, Stephen, we're talking about consenting adults. Yeah, well, like I say, if the government uh, on the books it says that sexual consent is sixteen, then change that. You know, make it make it eighteen, make it twenty. So it's like, 
if he and his wife, Meredith, decided that uh, that this was okay for both of them, well, why is it not okay for both of them to, no. to have this relationship? Okay, Stephen, appreciate the phone call. Okay, so Stephen's kind of arguing the devil's advocate position here. Uh, section 7.1 of the Senate Ethics Code reads as follows. A senator's conduct shall uphold the highest standards of dignity inherent to the position of senator. And a senator shall refrain from acting in a way that could reflect adversely on the position of senator or the institution of Senate. So that is kind of vague. I'll concede that point. But this committee believes that his actions constitute a violation of that code. And the report goes through why they they believe that and why they've recommended expulsion here. All right. Let's go back to the phones. Your thoughts. Uh, Kathy, welcome to the program. Hi. Hi, Kathy. I've never phoned in on a program before, but this one just irks me. He should be fired. His benefits been cut. This is not my Canada. This is not what a senator should be doing. It's morally and legally wrong. Well, I think a lot of people would agree with that. Yeah, yeah, because not only did he initiate this relationship with this teenager, but he used his office and office resources to, to, as the report says, foster that relationship. So that makes it, I think, even more of the Senate's business. And not only that, he's also a minister in a, in a religious organization. Right. That's not right either. Right. Well, that, that may but be separate. And maybe that religious organization might have some issue with him. But, I mean, it's... Yeah, it does certainly speak to his own behavior. I, I think he should be tossed out the door, and I've even written a letter to the Senate. Oh, have you? Yeah, yeah. I have. Well, people should. I, I, and I, I agree. I think that's what should happen here. Yeah, Kathy, thank you for phoning in. Appreciate the phone call. Uh, so as the report says here, uh, conduct between February 2013 and June of 2014, the Senate ethics officer found that he initiated and encouraged a relationship with the teenager while he knew that she was only 16 years of age. The relationship included sexual interactions on a number of occasions between the teen and Senator Meredith. Some contact of this nature even took place within the parliamentary precinct. And Senator Meredith drew upon the resources of his office to foster that relationship. From the period of June of 2014 to May of 2015, it was found that Senator Meredith carried on a sexual relationship with the teenager that he had himself initiated or encouraged. The officer also stated that Meredith drew upon the weight, prestige, and notability of the office of senator and his relative position of power in his official capacities as a much older adult to lure or attract the teenage girl who was in a vulnerable position by virtue of her age. The officer further found that Senator Meredith engaged in a pattern of inappropriate behavior that advanced an improper relationship. The ongoing sexual relationship and activities between the teen and Senator Meredith included two sexual encounters, one of which included sexual intercourse before the teen turned 18. The Senate ethics officer found that Senator Meredith's conduct was substantially intermingled with his role as a senator. He brought the power and influence of his office into the relationship, even using Senate resources to foster that relationship. Meredith drew on the resources, weight, and authority of his office to promote, assist, and advance the interests of the teenager and to attempt to advance those of her family members. As a result, the Senate ethics officer found in her inquiry report the conduct of Senator Meredith breached both sections, subsections 7.1 and 7.12 of the code. All right, let's see what uh, Gord has to say. Gord, good afternoon. 
up. You know, a few things. First of all, the word moral is one of the stupidest words in our English language. Moral is an opinion. It's not fact. It's just somebody using it as a high ground status to represent themselves. Don't care about morals. I think the guy's creepy. I'll give him the word creepy. Mm-hmm. I can definitely say that. But I'll also say your act that you just read 7.2 or 58.9 or whatever the heck it is, give me a break. You had a liberal senator that spent 12 years in Mexico. He showed up for eight Senate days of work with full benefits. Yeah. This is not just about this creepy guy. It's about the Senate. It's about how they take care of themselves. It's about the platinum pension plan. It's about who they represented in order to get that Senate position. It's pathetic. Period. What's that? Anything you want to say that I said that wouldn't be true, I'd love to hear about it from anybody out there. But stop the moral clauses here. A moral is your opinion. It's not a fact. Mm. It's silly. Okay. Gord, thanks for that. Let's uh, get Jim in here. Jim, go ahead. Yeah, how's it going, Rob? Good, thanks. Right on. Yeah, I think the guy knew she was underage. You Mm -hmm. know, Uh, if I met a girl and realized, oh, she's only 16, okay, see you later. (laughs) It's, you know, (laughs) the the guy's a pervert in my mind. (laughs) Yeah, and to a lot of other people, Jim, right? I mean, I'm sure. Yeah, just imagine. Just I mean, right. And, and yeah. like you say, he's uh, representing our our government. Well, come on, <laughs> mm-hmm. not a good uh, not a good role model. No, no, absolutely not, Jim. Yeah, well said. Appreciate the phone call. Uh, and again, so he's you know he's bringing the Senate into this mess through his own conduct, and you know, given everything that has now been revealed, I mean, I don't know the Senate could ignore this. Would it go over well? with Canadians, for the Senate to fall back on the the argument Stephen made a few years ago. The age of consent is 18, or rather 16. She was over 16. End of story. Because I don't think it is end of story for a lot of Canadians. Of course, if we had elected senators, I mean, ultimately, voters could make that decision. Whether to forgive, whether to move on, whether to give him uh, another chance. We don't have that opportunity as Canadians. Uh, to judge senators this way. They're appointed. We don't have any say in their appointment. We don't have any say at any point along the way if they think that we're doing, they're going to do a good job, they're doing a good job, if they betrayed us in any way. We have no say. No say at all. So maybe things would be different if we did, but alas, that's, that's not how it is. All right, when we come back after the one thirty news, says Mitchell, we're going to talk about some of the concerns being raised about Canada's proposed new impaired driving law would make some changes to what we have on the books already, but does it go too far? We'll hear from uh, defense lawyer Dale Fedorchuk, based here in Calgary. He's among many raising some concerns. We'll talk about where those concerns are, get some of your reaction as well. We're back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.